long time. That's somewhat helpful. And I thought maybe we could just like, if everybody got gum and like blue bubbles, it would trap some of the part particulate matter. And then we could just chew like smoky, you know, barbecue flavored gum. You know, I mean, and then I was like, maybe you, you could like coat yourself in like honey and then like run around and trap more particles that way. We could clean the air that way. We could become like human filters for the air. What else? Yeah, I mean, you know, lots of gentlemen use lotion for various things, and they're just dirty people for doing it. And then that could trap more particles. So, you know, I'm just brainstorming. But so, you know, we got to start brainstorming now, because those fires are, you know, it's not getting any better. Not getting any better. Not like being gay. Being gay is getting better. Everybody's becoming queer, gender fluid. I love it. I like it because I like ambiguity, you know? I mean, why be rigid? I mean, you know, being rigid can also be good and sometimes in some ways. That can be special and good. But, you know, those drag queens particularly, like, they've never been more popular. There's RuPaul Drag Race, RuPaul All-Stars, RuPaul Canada, RuPaul RuPaul. She's taking over. She makes her money too. And I mean, I wish I could, like, I feel like I'm too much of a mountaineer. I'm too, I'm too masculine. I mean, I'm super mask until I open my mouth and then a purse falls out. And it's like, dude, like, did a tampon roll out of that purse that just fell out your mouth? But that's just the way it is. <laughs> that's just how it is. Thank you, Pam. But I've been, you know, like, uh, watching the RuPaul. And, like, I love all the phrases that they come up with, which they basically steal from, you know, the ballroom culture. But anyway, uh, they, yas, queen. Everybody says that. Everybody says, hi. Everybody says, sell that garment, darling. Like, all of these one lines that come out of RuPaul. And then it filters into, like, the general gay population and then out to, like, the... Fruit flies, the fag hags. Ooh, is that a bad word to say, fag hag? It's like double bad. Okay, fruit fly. We'll stick with fruit fly. Or uh, gay ally. Um, so that's the like, PC terms always sound so lame. It's just like watered down. But anyhow, um, I think that's about all I have to say until 7 o'clock in the outdoor comedy show. In five minutes, it's gonna be popping, pop, 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 popping, like my peas pop in the mic. Thank hey you. Clap your hands together. He's perfect. It's Will Brown. Yay! Thank you. Yay. Will Brown. Yay! All right. Um, is there anyone else who wants to do anything before I close it down to get everything set up for the outside show? It looks like that's it. I'm glad you got to set in at the end there. I love your Muni hat. I love, love, love it. I love Muni. Anytime anyone says anything negative about Muni, I'm like, go fuck yourself. I love Muni. I've loved everything. I moved to San Francisco because of the public transportation. Like, that's why I moved here. It was either here or um, New York because I can't drive anymore because of my DUI 13 years ago after my divorce. Uh, but, which is all not funny, uh, just a different story. But so I moved here because there was great public transportation and like fuck New York, I can't handle the snow. 
Oh my God, I could not wear these cute shoes and walk around in the snow. Christ. Dear Lord, um, thank you guys all for being here at the open mic. We're going to take it outside. Please be socially distanced. Wear it. We'll do just Everybody do what makes you feel safe, right? All right, here we are at Mutiny Radio. We're going to be back with the outdoor show. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, and we've got a great lineup tonight. You guys are going to love it. All right. I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches I'm moving to the country I'm gonna eat me a lot of peaches I'm moving to the country I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches I'm moving to the country I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches Peaches come from a can They were put there by a man In a factory downtown if I Peaches. Moving to the country, I'm gonna eat a lot. 
Check, 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 check. Oh, we're good. Hey! Okay. Let's start in a couple minutes. See all our comedians. Hi, Steven Steiner. It's nice to meet you. Some people I only know from the internet. That's exciting. Cool. We'll get started in a couple minutes. New York, I love you, but you're bringing me down. New York, I love you, but you're bringing me down. Like a rat in a cage, pulling minimum wage. New York, I love you, but you're bringing me down. You're safer and you're wasting my time. Our records all show you were filthy but fine. But they shuttered your stores when you opened the doors to the cops who were bored once they'd run out of crime. Don't change a thing Your mild billionaire mayor's now convinced he's a king And so the boring collect I mean all disrespect In the neighborhood bars I'd once dreamt I would drink But you're freaking me out There's a ton of the twist But we're fresh out of shout Like a death in the hall That you hear through your wall 
New York, I love you, but you're freaking me out. New York, I love you, but you're bringing me down. New York, I love you, but you're bringing me down. Like a death of the heart. Jesus, where do I start? But you're still the one pool where I'd happily drown.
Hooray, it's time for comedy, yay! Look at all this distance and social responsibility. Definitely whatever you feel comfortable with is what I feel comfortable with. But we have chairs, they're all six feet apart. You can stand, you can be wherever you wanna be. And, uh, oh, yay, everybody's made it. It's so exciting, yay, jokes and stuff, hooray. Yeah, uh, today was a really interesting day for me. Uh, I had to take my child this morning to the ER vet, veterinarian. I have a cat baby, <laughs> I love my cat. Does anybody else have cat babies? Anybody have negated the children for the, for the, for the furry, fuzzy friends that they have with that they're, they're, yes, I'm getting nods. I'm getting hand raises. Yeah, well, cats are the best. So I'm, uh, my cat is fine, everybody. Don't worry. My little kitty boy that I love so much, he's fine. But he was in, I have a little kitty backpack for him, and he was sitting on my kitty backpack, and we were on the bus. I never ride the bus because I'm so scared of COVID, and I usually walk, but I mean, it's my cat, right? I'm trying to keep him safe. So we're on the bus, and he's got my little cat pack on, and there was a guy at the back of the bus, and um, then he threatened my life. He was like, I'm going to kill you. And I was like, talking to me? Why would he say that on the bus? And then he said, no, you, you young, dumb, ugly, bitch. And I was like, he can't be talking to me. Was he talking to me? He's like, yeah, you, with a cat in a backpack. And I was like, oh my God, you called me young. <laughs> like, I think you just cat called me, bro. Like, I feel so good about myself. You called me Thank you. I know they're so kind on the streets. They're so kind. I don't even know if it's cat calling or complimenting at this point. I'm very confused if it's calling or complimenting. I live in the Tenderloin. Yeah, that's a, it's a beautiful place. I love the TL. I love it. And I get cat complimented all the time. I was walking down the street and a gentleman said to me, girl, you've been living a long time to look 22. That's a compliment, and I'm taking it. Thank you. Thank you, kind sir. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Uh, another gentleman I was walking by, and he looked at me, and he said, hey, you look like you know something. <sighs> I've always wanted to be seen as smart. <laughs> like, dude, you see me. You see me. I try not to wear skirts in the Tenderloin because I get, you know, attention. And I was walking down the street today and another nice gentleman said to me, hey, I like your skirt. Can I get under there and get a sniff? Oh, that's catcalling. So like, why do you want to smell that dude's juju? Like, come on, <laughs> right? Yeah on you bro that's gross actually it's on me it's all over me <laughs> yeah that was still a clean joke yeah i am learning this outdoor comedy show has taught me so much this is the 22nd one we've done and we've been clean and it thank you i know and i have learned so much learning how to be a clean comic <laughs> there's so many things you can still say um here's the thing you guys the masks, right? Like, I was like a San Francisco six, and now I am a COVID ten. <laughs> you know? 
when a guy yells at me, show me that pretty mouth, it means a whole different thing because <laughs> you can't see anyone's mouth anymore. I learned that no one will give you crap for not wearing a mask if you're eating or smoking. So now I'm a bulimic chain smoker, which is so much more healthy, San Francisco. Yay, I'm so healthy. I do smoke. I smoke a lot. I smoke everything. I love to smoke. Where are my pot smokers at? Yeah, my people. I used to worry about where I blew my smoke, but now your child is wearing a mask. So I don't care. I can blow my smoke wherever I want to. Your child is so safe. You know you're old when you have to use your reading glasses to pack your bong. That's, I can see. I forgot how pretty weed was, you know? Like, it's so pretty. It's got all those, like, trichomes and bicombs and got that, blah, little crystals. It's so good. But then I looked a little closer, and I saw my fingernails, and I was like, whoa! I bite my fingernails. They look disgusting. I bite my fingernails in the time of COVID. I don't know what's worse, like the way my fingernails look or how dangerous I am. I stick my fingers in my mouth all the time. Farm effect. I'm not sick. I don't know. Here's the thing that makes me crazy about whatever's happening with COVID. I live in the TL and there's like all these questionably housed people and you'd think that they're the most vulnerable, but they're all still alive. So is like heroin really great to help you not get COVID? Like, can you, is heroin the key? Because someone told, they said, oh, if you smoke, that's, it helps you not have COVID. I don't know. I'm believing all the rumors now. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll do one like, that's, I think that's me ringing, actually, which is weird, because I'm like, who is calling me right now? How would, it must be someone who doesn't know me, because like, why, you, you don't know that at seven o'clock I'm doing this show at Mutiny Radio? Like, you didn't, you didn't get it on all of my social media? Like, are you not paying attention at all to me? Like, how are you not paying attention to me that you're calling? I bet it's my dad. I bet it is, I bet it is. No, it's not. Dang it. It was my dad's birthday yesterday, and I didn't call him because I was so busy, and I called him today, and I was like, I am the worst daughter in the world. And he was like, hey, it's cool. I'm golfing right now. I don't have time for you. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, just like the old days, dad. <laughs> no, it's okay. My dad loves me. That's why it's so confusing that I'm a stand-up comedian. Like, my parents are actually really kind people. It's just that they're Christians, and we just don't get along anymore. I'll leave you with this one thing. I used to be a cheerleader for God. There is only one God, and he is the sun God. Raw, raw, raw. Yeah, that's my, that's my God, baby. Yeah, we can see the sun again. Yay, clap it up for the smoke not being around anymore. We can breathe. It's good. Oh, they're every, it's, the whole world's falling apart. It's okay. But we're here and we're gonna have fun and there's gonna be comedy and it's gonna be amazing. And I thank you so much for being here. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. This is Mutiny Radio. Um, I can bring out more chairs if people want them or if you're fine standing, that's okay too. Thank you for bringing your dinners. We've got like a little tip jar up here. We have a Venmo, it's Mutiny Radio, all one word. That's exciting. Um, hey, let's get it started. You're first comedian. This is, he's such a new comedian and he's amazing and he, joined our cult because he used to live down the street. And he wrote a great joke and he's here to open up the show. 
and this is his first time in front of a non-open mic crowd. This is his first real audience, and so clap your hands in a slappy-like motion. It's Brady Pearson! Oh my God, what a great introduction. Hi, everybody. My name is Brady Pearson. Brady is the one thing you want to focus on, of course, at the moment, because you're know, like growing. I mean, like I just turned 50. I know I look amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Um, at the same time, that also means that I grew up in the fucking I see, in the 70s. You know, in those 70s when there was another show going on called the Brady Bunch. Do you remember that? And so you know, you can imagine how kind children are when you're on the stage. You know, when you're on the playground and you're running around. And my hair is full of gold, like their mother. Right, and so you know, so they would chase me around the parking lot, or around the playground. They'd be like, "Hey, Brady, tell me what happened today on the Brady Bunch, Brady. Tell me what happened on the Brady Bunch." For months, this went on, and then one day I turned around. I'm like eight, and I said, "Okay, so do you really want to know what happened on the Brady Bunch today? You really need it? Yes, tell us, tell us now. Okay, I'll tell." So then I told them how Alice really liked her meat. What, what the adventures that Mike and Greg had up in that attic with Johnny Bravo. Okay. Mm. And then finally, you know, like, what happened in that doghouse with Kitty Carryall, Tiger, and Cindy? Girl, that is how you build an audience. These children did not know what to do. They're like, oh, my God. And unfortunately, that was the last time I asked. But, you know, I'm going to segue into something different because I have a little bit more time. Are there any straight guys in the audience tonight? All right, guys. Um, so you know there are a lot of haters. Like I don't know, like gay, gay, straight men. Are like I can't believe they're they're gay men are not like me. And like gay men, we have nothing in common. We have one big thing in common. And I think you all know what that is. That well, I mean, big, big, big to me. I don't know about you, but big to me. And you're like, gentlemen, don't we all want to put it in something? Tell me a straight guy here that, or any guy here that doesn't want to put it in something. Okay, just tell me, like, oh, my God, it's like this magnet. Oh, my God. Woo. Oh, oh. We, we all wonder, like, oh, did, did, we, did, did we make a mistake with it? Did we put it in the wrong place? When we wake up, do we know what it brought us home? Did it bring us home something good? But then I'm not sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. My name is Brady Pearson. Oh, and if you didn't like my set, my name is Pancake. how that works clean show you only had one f swear and i know it's just so accidental it's just so hard not to do it your next comedian i'm so excited he actually works clean like 100 percent. he was like hey you're doing a clean show i always work clean i was like wow really it's impressive it really is it's so hard not to talk like a normal person <laughs> everybody put your hands together for steven steiner Um, little gloves back there, whatever else you want. Yeah, putting a hand on a mic. All right, thank you so much for coming out. Uh, Pam, you were talking earlier about your cat calling. I think he was just trying to call your cat. Uh, 
And uh, Brady was talking about the Brady Bunch, and this is my first time doing a live show since March. Six months of doing the Brady Bunch sets, if you know what I mean. Those Zoom shows all the time. It's like, cool. There's more than nine boxes sometimes, but it's really nice to see that people... (laughs) It's nice to see that people still have legs. That's cool. Anybody else feel like we're out on a day pass? Because the smoke is finally cleared, am I right? Yeah. Yeah, this is great. I'm talking into a hand. Now I feel like I have three hands. This is fun. Um, as Pam said, my name is Steven, and that's with a V, which blows my mind that it has to be spelled that way. Because apparently PH also makes a V sound. I don't go to the pharmacy. I don't take photos either. Like, what the heck? How come one time Steven can be spelled with a PH? I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh... It's crazy though, it's crazy. Although, with this whole COVID thing and all this change happening, I got some change. Uh, I moved in with a woman recently. My mom. Some of you got that punchline before I even got there. Oh man, it's cool, it's cool. We'll make this interactive. Yeah, because I'm just glad that I don't have to lonely prep anymore. Some of you probably call it meal prep, but when you're a 30 year old guy living by himself, let's be real. One pound of ground beef gave me Taco Tuesday and Taco Wednesday and Taco Thursday. I still have leftovers for dinner today. Yeah, he's excited about it. Discovery Channel was like, Taco Week. Uh, You're tired about that joke. You want some leftovers? Uh, It's cool, though. It's good. It's good. Uh, I also learned that it's really important to make sure that you say my name fully with the N, because if you don't, my mom will get you. His name is not a Steve. It's a Steven. Like, whoa, mom, at least they're close. I mean, they're not calling me Dick. It's a clean joke, short for Robert. Yeah, I gotcha. They're not calling me Bill, short for William. It's like, what are we doing? At least they're close. But with that accent, though, you're probably like, what's his heritage? Yeah. Six foot three with blonde hair and blue eyes. I'm 50% Italian. And 50% starving. I mean, I look more like one of those used car salesman things. I'm going to get it for effect. Yeah, yeah, that's the struggles. That's the struggles. Uh, And more good news, though, I had to wear slacks yesterday. Laundry day. Am I right? Two days in a row of wearing outside-worthy pants that doesn't look like I'm going to the gym? Oh, man, moving on up. That's what life is like right now. Am I wrong? Who wears jeans regularly? Come on, let's be real. A few of you do? Yeah. Pants is a thing. I know that was the other thing, too, is I generally perform these Zoom shows and what I just call my quarantine mullet, where it's a collared shirt up top, and then it doesn't matter what's off camera. Am I right? Am I right? Yeah. I'm wearing pants, though, at least. Jeez, you don't know if you have to, like, go get the door or something. That'll be weird. Uh, we'll keep this going, though, on a few other new things that's worth sharing. 
Uh, dating has been quite of a struggle. Who else is struggling on the dating world? Nobody? A couple people? Good. I'm not that alone. Uh, I've learned the skills that help me get a job don't play too well in the dating world. I mean, when your Tinder profile is just your previous dating experiences, doesn't play like a resume does. I'll tell you that. Uh, and they tell you to dress for the role you want, not the role you have. But when I show up to a first rate test like a... Wow, that did not make sense. Uh, when I show up to a first date dressed like a dad, just doesn't work. Doesn't work. Take it from me. I'm sharing knowledge. Knowledge bombs. You're welcome. Here we go. Uh, but I do have a few dad jokes that tend to go over well. Depends on the audience, though. Do you guys want some dad jokes? Yeah. yeah. Commas. They give me pause. Oh, yeah. They don't make me stop like a period does. Oh. Kind of a dad joke, kind of a dad joke, kind of a clean joke too, but it works. Uh, it's just me being punctual. Oh. Yeah. We're liking the corniness. I got more. A joke becomes a dad joke when it becomes a parent. Yeah. But I'm not a parent, so I should probably stop with the dad jokes because that's just a faux pas. Oh. <laughs> Boom! Corny bombs all over. That's how we get away with clean comedy all the time. <laughs> I entertain myself. You're welcome. This is fun. How are we doing on time, Pam? I can keep going. <laughs> One minute? Sweet. I hear that a lot. <laughs> uh, I'll end it on this. I'll end it on this one. This is a new one, so we'll see if that's a good way to end the show. Uh, related to the dating world right now, I feel like I'm just kind of feeling like I'm in a live sporting event because they're just also covered in cardboard cutouts. Yeah. Except for instead of pumping crowd noise, I'm just able to pump whatever sounds I want to hear. Makes me feel like I'm gratified somehow. That's how I get satisfaction. And you're welcome. Thank you so much for coming out. Thank you for supporting this. Thank you, Pam. Steven Steiner, everyone. Hooray. With a V. With a v. He ended uh, talking about sport. And I don't know if you guys know that the most important of unimportant things is back. That's world premiere soccer. Yes. And what did world premiere soccer bring us? The best new job. And that is the crowd DJ. At all of these sporting events right now, they have a DJ that makes crowd sounds. I'm gonna apply for this job. What a DJ job. You just like have applause sounds and you're like loud, soft, and then you get to play their little dumb songs. You'll never walk alone, blah, 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 Liverpool. You know what I love about watching soccer? Finally, I get to watch hot 23-year-old men actually make their goals. They're literally making goals. Like that's what they do. <laughs> We're not used to it here in America because they all live with their moms and they don't have to accomplish any goals <laughs> because their mommy will take care of them forever. Yay! America making snowflakes one at a time. You're all so special and you all deserve a trophy. Okay, that was a little meaner than it needed to be. <laughs> Maybe it's jealousy. I don't know. I wish my mom still loved me. Uh, you're, <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. She's Christian, she has so much love in her heart for everyone except me. Fine, no, it's okay, it's okay, I'm a Satanist. No, I, I'm not a Satanist, if I was a Satanist, I'd be much more successful. Your next comedian 
what a funny guy he is. I haven't seen him since the beginning of COVID. It's going to be a great set. <laughs> Put your hands together, everybody. Pete Ballmer, yay! Keep it going for Pam, everybody. You guys, I love you too, Mauricio. You guys like that chuckle that Pam gave when she was like, he's going to have a great set. <laughs> Speaking of hot 23-year-old guys achieving their goals, this is my first set back since quarantine. Thank you. No, I'm just kidding. I'm 25. Uh, I don't live with my mom, though, so, you know. Checking the boxes, doing well, doing well. I uh, grew my hair out in quarantine. You guys like my hair? All right. Go ahead. <laughs> I've been all the way in my apartment. This is just going to be a really big compliment for me, but guess it's not there yet. What do we think? Longer? Shorter? Longer. There we go. Okay, I appreciate that. It's nice to get a compliment, even if I have to kind of coax it out of people. Uh, I think women are generally better at giving compliments than men are. Like, women will bust it out when they meet each other. You see two women meet each other. They'll be like, oh, my God, I love your shoes. And then the other one will be like, oh, my God, I love your blouse. And she'll, like, touch the blouse. Men don't give compliments very easily. Like, I grew this hair out, and I haven't gotten a compliment from even my best friends. Men just like, you know, because even though we're all, like, socially progress, woke, et cetera, et cetera, guys are very much still afraid of seeming gay. So, like, I've seen my best friends, and they don't make compliments. They just make statements. They're like, uh, hey, <laughs> hair's getting kind of long. And then it's on me to be like, yeah, isn't it fabulous? <laughs> They're like, yeah, no, it's, you know, it just looks good. looks good, man. looks good. I, uh, I I gotta say I'm getting a little bit tired of this pandemic. Yeah, yeah, just me. Gotta say it seems wildly unfair that on top of everything else that's going on, I'm still horny. You know, <laughs> like you'd think my penis would learn to le read the room a little bit. Like <laughs> more important things to play, man. Get it together. I uh, I um, bam! I was I was just chugging along so hot for a sec. <laughs> All my memories just gone. I was going to talk about some food stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, here's what it is. Oh, I kind of spoiled this joke, but just hang in there with me. I will say I'm pretty happy to see the pandemic has taken certain people down a notch a little bit. Um, of course, I'm talking about people whose whole personality is going to restaurants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know. I'm sorry if there's any of you guys in the crowd tonight, but uh, you're annoying. And the thought of you making a breakfast burrito on a Friday night makes me kind of happy. So... <laughs> I dated a restaurant person once. Don't recommend it. Uh, oh, she's hugging him like, you don't gonna leave me even though I'm a restaurant person. <laughs> we got a Yelp place now, don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> I dated a restaurant person. I found this out, it was like an early date. We went to this restaurant called Brooks. And we were standing outside and before we went in, she was like, hey, wait a minute, have you been here before? And I was like, no. And she was like, okay, wow. I can't wait for you to lose your Brooks virginity tonight. I was like, yeah, me too, but I thought your name was Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Things didn't work out between us. Uh, probably makes sense. I don't really care about food that much. Like, I'll eat whatever. Like, uh, Stephen was talking about it. The last seven meals I've eaten have just been ground turkey and frozen vegetables, and I <laughs> love it. Do that shit all day, man. Uh, I don't like following recipes either. It seems unnecessary. Don't tell me what to do. I can figure it out, right? Like, I was cooking from a recipe recently, and it called for a splash of vegetable oil, right? Uh, but I'm a big guy, so instead I used a cannonball of vegetable oil. 
Yeah, okay, yeah. Kind of a thinker, I'm big, you know, like splash cannonball. Okay, damn. Jackknife, there we go. Yeah, it'd be a weird amount of olive oil to put on. What would that even be like? Stir fry was still delicious though, so, you know, no complaints. Uh, I feel like generally I've been not super healthy. I'm not like a terribly healthy guy. Like I haven't exercised in a while. No one can tell. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> You're all so sweet. <laughs> no, I haven't exercised for a while. I'm honestly starting to think that exercise is a hoax. Just me. Seems like bullshit. Cause like uh, the other day I went for a one mile run and I have to say that it made my lungs hurt way more than smoking weed every day for the past two months has. <laughs> So I'm not doing that shit anymore, right? <laughs> Which? <laughs> I, I don't know what he's saying. All right. <laughs> I, uh, my, the like, health thing I choose to focus on is sleep. You know, like there's three pillars of health. You can either like eat right, you can exercise, you can sleep well. And I like to go with the one where if you do it right, then you don't do anything. Yeah. Uh, one thing I've been working on with sleep is that I got a lot more pillows now. I'm a big pillow guy these days. Uh, which. You know, my life philosophy on pillows has changed a lot over the years. Like when I was 18, I was like, damn, I can't even imagine what kind of idiot loser would own more than one pillow. And then I hit 20, I was like, well, maybe it would be prudent to have two pillows in case of a guest. <laughs> and now at 25, I'm like, I want so many pillows that I don't even fit. <laughs> I just gotta curl up on the foot of my bed like a dog. <laughs> Just look right like this guy right here. Yeah. What's your dog's name? Porter. He's a. Oh yeah, because porters are kind of dark like the dog is. Oh wow, very clever. Well done. Give it up for Porter one time. This dog is just chill as hell. I could say hell, right? Oh yeah, I don't care about any of that. <laughs> That's fine. Talk about sleeping more. <laughs> We, we all sleep, right? That's a, this is a relatable topic. Uh, I got a uh, I got a weighted blanket recently. Anybody have a weighted blanket? Wow, that's a lot of us. Okay, cool. Um, I think uh, weighted blankets are great as long as you're into never sleeping when you don't have one. Because like when you wear a weighted blanket, you're like, oh, this makes me feel so cozy and safe and warm. And then when you sleep without one, you're like, ah, the night is dark and full of terrors. <laughs> And I am but a pudgy little boy. <laughs> Gotta get back in that weight. I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay, you guys want to? Do you guys like impressions? Okay, I'm gonna do one impression, then I can get out. Okay. Um, here's an. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll just do it, and then I'll say what the impression is of. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. <coughs> oh, this looks like a nifty little place to put this. That's an impression of me about to lose something forever. All right, sweet. Thank you so much, guys. Give it up for your host. Pete Bomber, yay! What a first setback. That was great. That was awesome. Super impressed. You didn't do your Thomas the Tank Engine joke, though. I'm a little bummed. It's a clean joke. Yeah, next time. He looks like, it's his joke, but he looks like, he looks like Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> An adult version of it. Something like that. His joke is better. It's funnier when he tells it. It's so nice that you... <laughs> It's so nice that you still live with your mom and that she loves you. I, I had a dream the other night that Bjork was my therapist, and uh, I looked up at her, and I was like, why does my mom not love me? And she looked down, and she said, your uterus is made of clouds, and the polar bear only steps in the same river once. Don't let poets lie to you. 
And then I woke up and I was like, <laughs> cool. I just like to do my Bjork impression. I, and the thing is, I can, it's great. Thank you so much. There's a lot of people don't know who Bjork is. That's the funny thing. I'm like, you don't know who Bjork is. I'm just dating myself with every single moment. Your next comedian, I'm super excited to see him do a clean set because I've never seen that before. And this is going to be a super fun challenge because he is, he is so, f I love him every time I see him. He's so great. Uh, he's actually on the 9 o'clock show at Milk Bar that we're on after this. So put your hands together right now for Rob Edwards. Yay! What's happening? What's happening? Yeah. My uh, attempt at a clean set. Let's see how this goes. It's a weird feeling. It's kind of, kind of like you have diarrhea, but you know you're in public, so you can't fart. So you hold it in for the sake of the people around you. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm trying to navigate this, and I don't know. We'll we'll see how this goes. If only fans had came out during the Old Testament, would it be called only disciples? You know, and instead of paying for the videos, you'd like sacrifice a goat or some sh stuff. Yeah, right. That was, that was nice, right? Ref that was matrix reflexes right there. You see that? That was crazy. California's on fire. I swear it's been on fire. I, I lived here eight years and I swear it's always on fire. It's been on fire since I moved here. You know what I mean? And, and it's crazy to me because I'm like, how much of California is left to burn? I don't, you know what I mean? Like if it was a blunt, it should be a roach by now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Burning the fingertips a little bit. The smoke's all around us. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's crazy. I don't know, man. And all my, all my friends are like having kids now. Or they either have kids or they, you know, they're, they're doing the dad thing. They try to tell me, oh, Rob, it's great. It's great. And I'm like, mm, yeah, you have to say that. I, I don't know. I don't know if I believe that. You know, because it, it, it's, uh, one of my friends had a kid in such a way that I, it baffles me to this day how he, ha how he let this happen. Uh, listen to this love story, right? Boy meets girl. Girl really likes boy. Uh, boy exhibits drug-seeking behavior. Uh, girl sells drugs. Boy offers to buy drugs. Girl says, you can buy these drugs or you can have sex with me for these drugs. They had a baby from that. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, he, he, they, they kept it and, you know, he's raising it with his other 14 kids and he's really doing the dad thing. And <laughs> you know, he's, I don't know, he's a better man than I am. He is. You know what I mean, because I don't know if I could love the three drugs baby. I don't know... <laughs> If I'm capable of that, I don't know. You know, I'd be hanging out with the kid, and he'd look up at me, dad, dad, you know, and I'd just be staring off into the distance, thinking to myself, I should have bought that cocaine. You know what I mean? I should have just bit the bullet. You know, I, I did that to save some money, and now I'm paying child support for the next 18 years. This has gone horribly wrong. You know what I mean? I don't know how he does it, man. Yeah. Transition. Uh. You know, uh, you know what trips me out sometimes? Uh, why uh, some girls wear those really long nails, right? You know what I mean? 
I don't know what those are for. The, the talons. You know what I mean? I, like, I've never, I've never talked to a girl and been like, "Hey, baby, you know I love it when you go out and kill rodents and small animals with your bare hands." <laughs> I love it. Sexy to me. You know, goes out on the hunt. And she has those long wing eyelashes to take flight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Her and all their friends in the flock. And, uh, you know, you, if you listen closely during round noon, you can hear her hunting, you know. <coughs> you know, like, that's my baby. <laughs> yeah. Thursdays, we have rabbits, too, you know. She does the hunting, I do the cooking. It's feminism, you know what I mean? I'm really supportive. Uh, you know, racist is in the, in the news. Well, it's always been the news. White people just started paying attention. Uh, uh, you know, uh, it's always been a thing, and white people got to be cra- you be careful what they say nowadays. You got to be real careful. You don't want to get canceled. You know, I remember uh, it was Black History Month a couple of couple of years ago, and I was uh, working. <laughs> I was working in this. Uh, I'm a plumber. I was working in this like shelter for women and children. It was basically like crackheads and their crack babies. And anyway, um, uh, you know, it was Black History Month, and they they were having like this Black History Month luncheon thing. You know. And uh, I was working with this maintenance guy who was help running running it, and he goes, uh, "Can I ask you a question?" And uh, don't get offended. I'm like, "Oh God, what, is, what the hell is he about to say to me?" And he goes, uh, "Would it be offensive if I brought watermelon to the Black History Month luncheon?" This is a white dude talking. Uh, I didn't know what to tell him. Uh, no, well, because here's the thing, and I thought that, like, you know, I understand it's a negative stereotype that, uh, you know been done to degrade black people. I understand that. But at the same time, I love watermelon. I do. I love watermelon. I have never eaten watermelon and not experienced joy. Joy in its purest form. Why would I want to deprive someone else of this this possibility? You You know what it is? You know what it is? I don't want to live in a world where a nice white man can't offer me watermelon out of fear of starting some kind of fruit-based race war. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't... You know what I mean? Like it's like even uh, even if you meant it in a bad way, I'm like this racism is delicious. You know what I'm saying? It's so <laughs> juicy and nutritious. I I just I don't know. I'm out of I'm almost out of clean material. All right, you got a minute. All right. Uh, am am I? I feel this is this is a struggle. Uh, I have anything else? Anything other? I don't know. I I can't say the N word. It's, that's not. It's not. Is it? Is it bad if I say it? Is it a? Fl- I don't know. Is it, what are the rules? You need to put them right here, and so I know because I have a joke, but it's it's just filled with carpet bond with the N word, and it just it's really good though. But I I I feel like I filled the minute with that. So there we go. Yeah, we're going. Rob Edwards, keep it going for him. His first clean set ever in the history of ever. Yes! It's so hard because, you know, our language is... Like, do you guys know why Californians can't have guns? Because they're always triggered. (laughs) They're just constantly triggered. Uh, Hey, I'm really excited. Your next comedian, he is also out of... Finally, I haven't seen him in months, and it was so great. I saw him last night at Fairyland. There's um, 
a sort of mic that happens at Lake Merritt on Fairyland in front of the Fairyland sign Tuesday through Sunday. But then sometimes just, anyways, you have to follow the guy who runs the thing. But it's like a great show. And I got to see your next comedian there last night. And I was like, come to Mutiny. Come back. Put your hands together right now, everybody. Jacob McHenry. Yay. Um, Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man, I'm I'm having a pretty good time right now. Just uh, I just had a birthday recently. Uh, yeah, I turned 33. Thank you very much. Yeah, I have a I have an eight-year-old niece who made me a macaroni necklace as a present, which uh, yeah, everyone thought that was adorable except for me. I kind of felt like it was a little lazy, if I'm being honest. Like, it's hard to be impressed with a macaroni necklace when you realize there are children the same age you could make a pair of Nikes from scratch. <laughs> I just think we need to up our arts and crafts. Otherwise, we're going to be left behind, right? Let's put down glitter and colorants, pick up a little sewing and leather work, because no one needs a macaroni necklace. But I feel like I would love her so much more if I had, like, a fresh pair of Jordans on here tonight. During this whole shelter in place, I've had a lot of time to watch a lot of TV. Uh, I watched this one show, it was top 10 wild animal attacks caught on camera. Not sure if any of you guys have seen this, but uh, watching this, I learned some new stuff, man. I learned that wild animals don't seem to like white people at all. Because <laughs> all 10 videos were of a white dude being viciously mauled by an apex predator. Sharks, grizzly bears, lions. Warthogs, they're all getting a piece. Lions is when I started connecting the dots, though, because lions live in a place surrounded by black people. And somehow you cannot find one video online of a black person being attacked by a lion, which makes me think these animals are savagely racist. And I'm just the first person out here to realize that these are hate crimes going on. So I'm trying to bring some awareness to these issues. Sports is coming back. Some people are very excited. I have friends who are excited about sports coming back. I wish I can care about stuff like that. I just, I never have. I've never been a sports guy. It seems like it would be fun. Like, I remember there was this one story where this guy at a game, he was so much of a sports fan. Wow. <laughs> no, yeah, that's a sports fan. He was so much of a sports fan that he choked a pregnant lady just because she was rooting for the opposite team, which is, I know, insane, but I'd be lying if I wasn't to say, like, I'm a little bit jealous of this guy because he has, like, he cares about something so much. Like, I, I don't know what that feeling is like, you know, to have something like that, you know, have a love like that. And that's kind of hard for me to say because I am married and I have a wife and I, I thought I loved her, but I don't love her as much as this guy loves his sports team because I would not be willing to murder one of you guys just because you thought she sucked, which is probably for the best because if I did feel that way, my mom and grandma would definitely be dead right now. I like it. You guys are good. My mom, I, I love my mom though. She's a good person, but she's just, she's way too honest. Like she's hard to be around sometimes. Like I remember when I was a kid, I asked my mom one time, I was like, would you sell me for a million dollars? Which 
If you're a parent, this is a softball question. Just say no, and guess what? You didn't mess up your kid for the rest of his life. Not my mom. My mom chose to negotiate with me like I somehow had like an actual deal on the table. So like, oh, am I going to get paid up from front? Is there going to be different installments? Is there a tax write-off? Do I ever have to see you again? I was like, yeah, you got to see me at least three times a year. I'm not sure why I said that. It was just the first thing I could come up with without crying at the moment. <laughs> My mom, she's a real one. She saw that I was about to cry. She looked me dead in the eyes and she said, you know what? Don't ask questions you don't want to know the answers to, okay? <laughs> and just walked out of there. Which is messed up, because still to this day, I wonder if she needed more or less days with me to take that deal. <laughs> yeah, she's she's a she's a bit harsh. <laughs> I uh I am married before before the world ended, uh my wife, we, uh, she took me skydiving for our anniversary. She surprised me, which uh, I'm not sure. Has anyone skydived here before? Yeah. And you, I, I bet you could probably agree skydiving is at least top five worst gifts you could ever surprise anyone with, okay? <laughs> Terrible, all right? It's up there with, like, herpes and a positive pregnancy test. Like, no one wants that sprung on them, you know? My wife, she started getting mad at me because she thought I was making a big deal. And yeah, I'll admit I was making a big deal because I was about to fall out of an airplane, you know? I think it's appropriate, right, to make a big deal. Especially because I don't I didn't like the fact that you're just supposed to trust some stranger with your life all of a sudden, you know? And I didn't feel comfortable giving that type of responsibility to a guy who does this thing all the time. This is not the guy you want in charge of whether you live or die. This guy with the Mountain Dew kind of energy, you know? Like, imagine if you went to a hospital and they're like, listen, sir, we're going to have to do emergency surgery on you right now, and I can see that you're very nervous. But don't worry, bro, this is going to be sick. <laughs> I think it would be okay to make a big deal about things. <laughs> I, uh... I went to, uh, also before the world ended, I went to the Monterey Bay Aquarium. Any of you guys been there before? Yeah. Educational place. Very educational. The thing I learned there is don't ask for a bottle of water because the workers will put you on blast real quick. I had this one lady tell me, we don't sell bottles of water here, sir. We have eco-friendly cartons you can purchase. But those plastic bottles are killing the fish in the ocean. I didn't want any trouble, so I bought the carton of water, which, you know what? I'm really glad I did. Because when I was done with it, I threw it right into the ocean. And oh my god, I felt so good about that. Because I played a role in saving the ecosystem that day, okay guys? I'm a good guy. <laughs> I'm into comic books. There was a rumor kind of long ago that they were going to replace Superman with a different actor, and they're they were considering a black actor to play Superman. And I got excited about this, but there was a lot of people who weren't excited about this, and those people were white people. And you know what? 
I get it. I really do. I, I get it because, listen, black people, we've taken over all sports. And now it seems like we're coming after their imaginations, too. Bit aggressive. I get it. But here's the thing. If there's a black Superman, we, we could just chill out. It's not going to be that bad. The, the only thing I'm concerned about if there's a black Superman is who that next Superman after him is going to be. Because if we've learned anything recently, if you've had nothing but white dudes do a certain job and then you throw one black guy in the mix, whoo, that next white dude's going to be crazy, right? <laughs> Just flying around beating up Mexican and Muslim people because he thinks they're bad hombres. That's the Superman I'm concerned about. Thank you guys very much. You guys have been great. Jacob McHenry, everyone, a good hombre. Everybody clap it up for Jacob and Henry. Yay. Clean sets. I'm so impressed with everybody. I really am. Like, I never thought people could be funny without saying the F swear, but they can. <laughs> so impressed. Uh, your next comedian, another super funny guy. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together, everyone. It's Luke Moore. Yay. Thank you, thank you. Man, I'm glad, I'm glad y'all are here. I'm glad every single one of you. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm, gl I'm glad y'all get to see this set of mine. It's an honor. I'm glad you get to, like, right now it's interesting. You know, I'm, like, I'm in an interesting place. Like, I have to pee really bad. I have heartburn, kind of. You know? I mean, I might be pacing a lot, but that's just because I have to pee. So don't worry. Don't worry about it. I might just do this. If it doesn't make anybody feel uncomfortable. Also, I need a belt. My pants are kind of sagging. Which, depending on you know who you are as a person, you might think that's cool. I think it's kind of cool. What about you, Pam? You like to sag your pants? I should ask somebody who was wearing pants. <laughs> she doesn't know about pants. What's your name? Brady. You like you like to sag your pants? You like to sag your balls? <laughs> you know, you gotta do because it, it's how it happens. Anyways, folks, folks, I have jokes for y'all. Really. My name is Luke Moore. Okay? I was a household name in the house that I grew up in. Cool? Okay, cool. I'm from Texas originally. That's why I'm wearing a stupid, ugly hat. It's also why I am stupid and ugly and unlikable. I'm from Texas, and I smell bad, and I have to pee. And if anybody has Tums, you want to be part of a funny little thing, it'd be funny if you gave me Tums right now. It'd be funny, and you'd, Brady, you got some Tums? Because you're patting your Tums for a second. Just give me, somebody give me their tummy, and we'll just say that's Tums. 
Give me your tummy, and I'm gonna make a fart noise on it. <laughs> it's not. It's not a COVID. You know what? I never mind. Never mind. I don't like my options. I don't like my options. <laughs> I only had two options, and neither one of them were women. So, <laughs> sorry. I'm sexist. I know. Okay, folks. I have jokes for y'all. I have jokes for y'all. Okay, this isn't all just I have to pee and I need, you know, I have heartburn. This is like, I got real jokes. Real ass jokes. What were they? I can't remember. I, I, I don't mind wearing a mask, you know. I don't want, I don't mind it. You know, it's just a fake. Not yet, my friends, please. This is an impassioned plea for Pam Benjamin, the director of Mutiny Radio. Let us live past October. You think it's a joke? COVID is decimating all of us and especially us here at mutiny radio we have money left until october 1st don't let anyone sing despite of their size please please go donate to our gofundme go to mutinyradio.fm and click that gofundme button or just go to venmo mutiny radio all one word just Mutiny Radio. Give us five bucks. Help us keep free speech and radical self-expression real and alive here in San Francisco and all over the world. Please donate to our Mutiny Radio. Go fund me and keep us alive in 2020 and beyond. Don't let our world end. I am Italian, and we brought you fascistness with Mussolini, and before that, the Romans. So if you think you live in a fascist country, well, you do. Antitrump.com is the antivirus to the Trump virus. It started in 2016 with two sketches and a dream for a better America. No one thought it would be this bad. He was a 70-year-old yammering nimrod. How bad could it possibly be? We are now in a global pandemic without adequate leadership. Individual politics are not important. We need to rally behind curing the Trump virus. Go to antitrump.com. You, poetry reader, this is Bjork's sister, Mjork. It's okay, we also have a soul and a weekly poetry reading on Mutiny Radio's AltaCast, zoomed every Wednesday at high noon from Glasgow, Scotland. One of our co-hosts from Choose Poetry, Choose Life, Andy Talbot, has a new poetry chapbook. Old Wounds, New Skin, which is available at analogsubmission.com now. Go buy it and don't let the poets lie to you. Once again, that's Andy Talbot's new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, available at analogsubmission.com.
I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. All right. We are deep into the happy hour. We're a couple minutes in. We've got some comedians. They're all together outside, socially distanced, together in spirit, not actually in practice, just in spirit. Please remember that happy hour open mic is a clean mic because we're projecting onto the street at 21st in Florida. And although we have a permit from the city that says, heck yeah, go ahead and do that. We have neighbors and they have children and they don't want to hear our terrible F swears in their delicate ears. So it's not that hard not to swear, I promise. So please, 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 please do your best. Also, uh, we are here for safety. We've got all the safety. Um, a lot of comedians have their own mic condoms. I have mine in my pocket. If you did not bring your own microphone or your own mic condom, by the door there are purple gloves, and I invite you to take one of those purple gloves and use it as a condom, a five-fingered condom, over the mouth of that microphone. It, don't worry, it doesn't dampen the sound too much. All right, also there is a bucket over there for donations because, boy, do we need it. Um, COVID was really tough on Mutiny Radio, and somehow I kept it alive. So, I don't know. My parents don't think I'm a genius, but uh, whatever. I did it. Yay, me. Okay, I'm going to come around, do a couple jokes. We're going to get this thing started. Clap your tushies. Yay, clap, clap, clap. Here comes the pitch, and it comes in wide. Fresh mic condom. Fresh condom on the mic. How is that first sound-wise? Everybody can hear us. Need to be a little louder. Good. All right. Hey, here we are on the street. Hey, how you doing? Comedy on the street. Good times. Uh, yeah. Hey, new guys, girls. That's exciting stuff. That this this first name can't be a real name. Sometimes when you look at names on the list and you're like, that's that's a stage. It can't be a real. I'm gonna look at your ID after. Because I don't believe it. I also don't believe. Okay, no, it, I can hear it. You know how, like, when you talk into microphones so much, you don't know if you can hear yourself on the speakers or not. It's happening. Uh, I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, for the night. Hi, guys. You look like you're 17. I know that the mask is weird, but show me that pretty mouth. Are you? How old are you? Oh, 18. I was a year off. See, if you were young, one year younger, that would have been really inappropriate. But this, in this case. No problem. 18, yeah. No, it's, how did you hear about it, young man? He told you. All right. Well, cool. You're not Ian, though. You're not Ian Langland. I can't tell. Everybody looks the same with masks on at this point. I'm like, I'm supposed to know everybody from their eyes. I was walking down the street, and a, and a gentleman, he's like, Pam, Pam. I'm like, I'm not going to, I can't tell who you are. With the, It's just going to be even more awkward than it usually is. I don't remember anybody's names ever. That's why you wrote them down on this wonderful list. So lucky. Uh, all right, so I'm going to, when I come out, I'll bring out the little horn. 
and a little timer. When you hear the horn, it'll go wow, wow. Uh, that means you have a minute. So uh, that's how that works. Uh, don't, it ain't, ain't no nation like a donation. Uh, hook us up. That would be cool. Uh, also, please remember this is a clean mic because of our neighbors, so no F swears. You can say flip, say darn. I mean, whatever. You're going to be fine. Don't worry. Don't get, don't get too nervous about it. It's not that tough. Uh, all right. First comedian of the night has an amazing name. Put your hands together, everybody, for Johnny Casino. I haven't felt safe since the 90s. All right, everybody. How you doing? Having fun, San Francisco? Wonderful 21st in Florida. Raise your hands. Are you from San Francisco? Anyone? Is anymore? Is there? I, I guess I'm the, the bullet in front of you. Anyway, yeah, my name really is Johnny Casino. That might confuse some of you. Um, not me so much. I'm the third. Me. Uh, my family's unoriginal, so they couldn't come up with a new name. So yeah, I'm a comedian. I live in Sacramento. I live in Sacagawea. Right in our right. Well, trying to when that happened. All right. <laughs> this is already better than my last set when the brawl broke out. But that's fun. Um. San Francisco, I don't really visit here often. I used to come here every week to do shows. And then um, two years ago, I just sort of, I don't know. I dried up, the town drove. It's better behind the speakers. Safer back here. Is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. There's the sweet spot right there. <laughs> the doorway's the sweet spot. Welcome, welcome. Come on in. Comedy across the street. Come on over. All right. So, um, you guys, there's a lot of different things that go on in life, right? You guys travel, you date, all that stuff. It's just going to keep doing that. I just don't know why. It's never been a problem before. I just don't know what's going on. All right. That's no problem. I'll talk through it. Watch <laughs> the pain. I'm in a lot of pain right now. It's been a long time since... Try to do comedy again. So, um, can I keep getting distracted by that? Um, I am. I'm happily in a relationship now, and it took a while. And there was a lot of uh, the dating scenes kind of crazy now. We've all heard dating app jokes, so I'm not really gonna shove those down your throat right now. But um, I had to use dating apps because people don't meet each other naturally anymore. So I go to um, go on a couple different ones. You go on a bunch of dates. I really found that this to be a constant, though. Really, all dating is is a, a really elaborate roommate search. 
all you're really find you're looking for someone who's going to match um, your style, your cleaning schedule, and hopefully um, has a larger mattress than you do. Uh, I also think that mostly what's happening when people come over to your house for that first time they visit you is they're just uh, evaluating where you live. They look at your uh, windows. They're like, ooh, okay, you have curtains. That's a plus. A dishwasher? Nice. Nice. And a laundry machine. Cool. When can I move in? I, I have my own dating app idea now because of that. Because that's the way it always seems. People checking out your amenities. I want a dating app that just connects those with a washer and dryer with those that don't have one. Call it Tumble. And it's, it's dry humor. Let it whirl around your head for a while. I'm just trying to give you my all here. Alright, such a change in the tide. Really feeling washed up here. <laughs> anyway, um, when I was out dating, I met a couple of weird women, and um, they kind of shocked me in a little way. Uh, there was this one person I went out with. Things were going well, and we went to her house. When I went to her house for the first time, we arrived, and first thing I did is I checked the front lawn. No children's toys. Good. <laughs> I'm not ready to be a dad. Uh, we get to her door, though, right? She opens the door, and I'm just hit with this funk. Just hits me right in the face. Just Bam! I wish masks were th around then. And it stank really bad. I was like, oh my god. I realized what it was. This woman's a hoarder. You guys know what hoarders are like, right? Uh, you've seen the show. You have maybe are one. Um, but she wasn't a hoarder of, like, goods. She was a hoarder of sugar gliders. You guys know what those are? Yes. But she had about 15 of them. And as soon as we walked in the door... They just start whipping around, because they fly. If you don't know what a sugar glider is, it's a little tiny squirrel that flies. And as they fly, they'll piss and shit wherever they want to go. Sorry for the cuss. That was unavoidable. But there's plenty of it on the streets, so we're cool. Um, yeah, the little sugar gliders, one of them lands right on my shoulder, right? I'm like, Ugh. She's like, oh, do you like my little friends? I'm like, uh, not really, but I want to get laid, so yeah, I love them. Um, and then this is the fun, this is the best part. She produced a grape from her person to feed it. We were out for four hours. We didn't go buy grapes. Where did the grapes come from? She just had them on her the whole time. She's here you go. It feeds the little guy on me. And then it flies off into the wild of her house. And then she, at this point, I'm already like, I don't want to be here. This is kind of gross. And uh, so I say, hey, uh, I think I want to go. She's like, no, no, no. Why don't you come in the bedroom? And I'm like, you know, I need to get laid. Okay, fine. So I go to her bedroom. And the cage for those circle gliders is in the bedroom. It takes up half of the bedroom. And it's like the epicenter of where the smell is coming from, too. So that's really pody. And uh, I was really, really worried about, like, what I, if I was gonna, how do I leave? What do I do? And then she's like, you want to get on the bed? I'm like, uh, yeah. Yes, I do. So we start fooling around. And then I hear her door open, right? And then she starts panicking. Oh, no, no. I got to, uh, we stop. I'm like, well, what's wrong? She's like, my mom's home. I was like, oh, don't be embarrassed. And she said, no, 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 I'm not embarrassed that someone's here. I I'm embarrassed that you're a comedian. Anyway, that was a joke. Pam gave me the honk. Yeah? You want me to wait for you to come, no, come back? Come on by me.
I'll be in the corner while I talk to you guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. We're good. You uh, co-host? Okay. All right. We'll just. Uh... All right. What's your name, sir? All right, ladies and gentlemen, give your hands a clapping exercise for Mr. Hunter. Fuck yes, people. Please take off your condom. Take off your condom, sir. Don't want your sloppy seconds. Thank you very much. How are we doing, guys? Four minutes. Four minutes. Got it, Pam. I'm doing fucking great. I am. I just got a job, finally. Yay, me. Bad news is my dad's my boss. Yeah, you ever have, like, your father as a boss? Let me tell you what it's like. You ever been fired and grounded on the same day? Yeah, it's not fucking okay. You know, you get fired and then you get sent to your room. It's not okay, dude. It's not. It sucks. But, yeah, I still got a job. That's all for that. I, um... I'm really happy I got the job because I haven't done shit during COVID. Uh, the most productive thing I've done this past year is get a new couch. So pretty much all I did was find a more comfortable place to rest my depression. You know, worst part about that, I didn't even buy the couch. It was my best friend's couch. He broke up with his girlfriend, took all the fucking furniture. Oh, hey. oh that's my one. All right. It took all the it took all the furniture. All right. So pretty much, I just. The, the place that, the thing that brings me the most joy in life right now is built upon the sadness and desperation of other people. It's horrible. You ever fart on failure? It's amazing. Sounds exactly like leather. It's great though, guys. A little bit about me. My name's Hunter Uniac. My dad's a current meth addict. My mom's a former cokehead. And I'm a raging alcoholic, which means my parents have to be proud of me. You know? That's fun. Hey, do you guys think Hulk Hogan looks like Thor if he was on bath salts? Yeah? Cool. Cool. My girlfriend broke up with me recently. That kind of sucks. I mean, I don't know why she broke up with me. I treated her like a goddess. I'm an atheist. I never believed in her. When I met this girl, uh, the first I thought she was a raver because the first time we had sex, we used a glow stick condom. We broke it before we used it. <sighs> before I met this girl, I was only sleeping with single mothers. Didn't happen on purpose. Just kind of happened. But you know what's the best part about sleeping with single moms? The snacks. They're amazing. One time, this woman, she gave me a fruit by the foot. And I had to split it with her because it was the only way she was going to get six inches that night. I love that joke, guys. I do. Are you guys going to vote? Nice, nice. Little fun fact about uh, California law of, uh, voting laws. If you have a job, you get two hours paid break to go and vote. You can leave your job and say, like, hey, I need to go and vote. Two hours paid break. I worked two jobs last year. You know what I did last election? I worked two jobs. I told my first boss, hey, I need two hours paid break to go and vote. Then I went to my second job, called up my second job. I was like, hey, I need two hours paid break to go and vote. Neither job knew about the other job, but both jobs definitely didn't know I mailed my ballot in 10 days ago. Yeah. Yes. I love democracy. I was sitting on my couch stoned. It was great. It was great. <sighs> Who here likes drinking? Nice. Nice. Little fun fact about drinking. The only way you can have clean drinking water up until the year 1820 was if uh, alcohol was in it. That means everybody up until the year 1820 was blacked out drunk. That's amazing. America was founded in 1776. 
That means the founding fathers of this great country were blacked out drunk signing the Declaration of Independence. Checks out? It does. I was high on Adderall last night researching this. I wasn't. This is an old joke. No, but seriously, like, it's amazing. Benjamin Franklin, the greatest mind of his time. He wrote our Constitution. He invented the stove. How did he discover electricity? Anybody know? He flew a kite into a thunderstorm at 3 in the morning. That's not a man of science. That's a drunk man flying a kite into a thunderstorm at 3 in the morning. That's why now we have this theory that Jesus Christ was the only sober man up until that time period. Do you guys know the story in the Bible where you fed like 5,000 people with three fish, a couple of loaves of bread? No, you're all going to hell? That's okay. Me too. But he fed 5,000 people with three fish. It says so in the Bible where it happened next to you. Do you guys remember? It happened next to a river. That means everybody in the Bible is too drunk to know where fish come from. Jesus says, take my hand, and I shall guide you into the promised land. That's him trying to get his drunk apostle friends home at four in the morning. I can see him pacing up and down the streets of biblical Bethlehem just going, Judas! Jesus Christ, Judas. I swear to God, you're going to be the death of me one of these days. We're all going to hell. I'll meet you there. That's my time. Keep it going for Pam Benjamin, everybody. Hunter Uniac, everyone. Hunter Uniac, yes. Jesus jokes like a professional. Uh, my favorite Bible verse is actually Leviticus 20:22, which is if you sleep with your father-in-law, you should both be stoned. I love to be stoned. I'll tell you right, right out the gate. That's absolutely true. Uh, your next comedian, I believe she likes to get stoned too. Uh, you're gonna enjoy her very much. Put your hands together, everybody, for Alessandra! Yay! You guys, huh? How are you? How are you doing? I want to show you my new mask. It's uh, specifically a mask for all the Karens that ask you to. You see this mask? Do you understand? So if somebody asks, ma'am, can you please pull your mask over the nose? And I'm like, of course, ma'am, you right away. All right? So that's my Karen mask. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys noticed. It come from a painting of mine. I actually painted it, and then I printed on a thing. It's so self-made. <laughs> so cool. Anyway, lately I, I find out lately that I am um, all my young friends' uh, favorite porn fetish, the stepmom. I don't know if you heard that. That's one of the most searched step fetish, whatever. <laughs> Porn fetish, yes, it's one of the most, do you, do you agree on that? I don't, I, because I don't search for that for porn, actually, but I heard of it, I'm like, wow, so you agree. Wow, okay. And then I hear all those like hypocrite thing, and I'm like, but no, you can't have sex with younger men because you could be their mom. I'm like, but that's the whole point. That's exactly the point. Otherwise, I wouldn't be the stepmom making porn, so don't think, don't care. That one, no thanks, um, you know. And you know what I say when it comes with uh, younger men? What I'm saying is that age different. I'm like, yeah, what is that? That means that the bigger the boner, 
the smaller the age different counts right anyway it is this yeah and anybody happy about the apocalypse but we got you know we won't even notice about because we're all on our phone 24 7 almost so we can't even realize that it's happening we realize it's through the phone but you know if it really happened like a big boom if we won't like oh yeah we can catch it on camera though <laughs> You have one of those friends that is like happy actually that is all going to boop boop. <laughs> right? One of those friends that is like, yes, that's great. We're all gonna live like Mad Max. I'm like, you're such an idiot. Where are you gonna get your weed? How are you gonna watch your porn? I'm like, excuse me. You know, that's not gonna be porn. How are we gonna eat? We're gonna have to like sell body parts, or trade body parts from like dead people we find on the street. We go to the black market, we're like, hey Joe, how are you doing today? Hey, can I give you a head for that piece of ass over there? <laughs> okay, are you gonna charge me an arm and a leg like last week? I mean, come on, come on, free of shoes. You know, so I like, um, and my friend would be like, yeah, that would be cannibal porn. I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, um, there is an ad that I did with Pam here at the radio and says exactly this. I'm Italian, everybody. And we brought you lots of good things. Food, great pizza, great music, opera, all those things. We brought you also fascism with Mussolini. Then we, we brought you fascism with Mussolini. And then we brought you before that the Roman, you know. So if you thought that you live in a fascist country, Actually, you're getting there because you have always been living in this fake democracy and freedom to be enslaved to the, you know, to the corporate bank, whatever world, the world of war, the world of endless artificial intelligence, all those worlds that we have, uh, so be free. We're all free to be enslaved. Yeah. And that was my time, you guys. <laughs> Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and here for Pam Benjamin. Too real, too soon. Yeah, you're all enslaved. Yay. The patriarchy is real. Ah! That's exciting. You were, uh, you were talking about porn there for a second, and it's true. A lot of guys say I give off a serious mom vibe, and I say, what about a stepmom vibe? Because I know what you guys are looking for yeah. on your search engines. That's right. I've been, uh, I've been looking for a guy with an edible complex because I make the best weed food in town. I tell you what, I hope he has an edible complex because that is a smart joke. Your next comedian, I think she's from out of town. Put your hands together, everybody, for Liz Randall. Yay! Hi, I'm Liz. Um, I feel like I'm the female recovered version of Hunter. Just, you know, from what I hear, lots of similarities. Thank you, I appreciate it. Um, anyways, my mother loves the saying that she's a bleeding heart liberal Democrat. I don't know about you, but that sounds a little bit closeted Republican to me. The don't tread on me sticker on the back of her lifted forerunner says differently. 
Um, speaking of mommy issues, I just started therapy. Pretty great. Um, it's difficult to get there, though. It's difficult to start therapy. It's kind of like when you break your leg when you don't have health insurance. Like, you're kind of just sitting there like, ooh, it's just sprained. It's fine. It'll heal. No, Jerry, you're, the bone is sticking out of your leg. We need to take you to the ER immediately. It's like when you cut your hand open and it's just like, I'll just run some cold water on it. It's fine. Like, I'll put a Band-Aid on it. No, that's a huge gaping wound, and we really need to put stitches in it. Same with my uh, trauma growing up, so I guess it's the same. Oh, I heard whispers in my ear. I got a little startled there, sorry. Um, but what's great is that my therapist doesn't laugh at my jokes. Like, that's how I heal, right? So I guess you could say my copay is actually paying for me to be a stronger comedian. Um, I actually just turned 28, and I actually wrote this joke when I was 27. The only difference between now and then is that um, when I sneeze, I get scared. Like, did I hurt something? Did I pull a muscle? Is it going to ruin my month? You know what I mean? But being 28 is a weird age, right? When you're 21, you're bright-eyed, you're ready for a party, you can do anything you want, you never get hurt, you're invincible. When you're 28... It's just, it's, I don't even know how to use LinkedIn, okay? I don't even know how to find a proper job, okay? When you're 21, you can, you know, drop out of college. You're discovering yourself. You're trying to find yourself, right? When you're 28, community college is rejecting you. They really want you to get your life together by now, guys. When you're 21, you can go to a club and, you know, fool around with a hot bartender in the bathroom. It's considered cute. It's considered sexy. When you're 28... Think about this, okay? That bartender is seven years older, and by this point, he's been demoted down to barback, okay? And you know, you're not making eye contact, you need this to hurry up, because you know, my Bumble date's showing up in an hour, and we really have to speed this up, all right? And you know, I think about what 30 is gonna be like for me 10 years from now, and all I can imagine is this. I'm at my kid's little league game, I had a son. I'm not going to have a girl because I don't want to put that type of trauma on you. But I have split custody with the bar back. And we start fooling around in the porta potty, right? And the moral of the story is, is that the bathroom sex just keeps getting crappier and crappier and crappier the older that you get. I'm going to leave you with this, okay? I want you to think about this. Bad boyfriends and girlfriends are like houseplants. Okay, right? Um, they're, they look nice, they're beautiful, but they're not doing anything for you. That fern that I bought at Target last week isn't going to tell me that I'm the most beautiful woman he has ever seen in his life. That air plant that I have hanging in my bedroom that's a little bit dusty, a little bit scared, isn't going to buy me tampons anytime soon. And that dead orchid on my desk at work isn't going to cuddle me after sex. Why would I have sex with an orchid? Don't ask. But one thing that I do know that a houseplant won't do, that a crappy boyfriend will do, is cheat on me with my cousin over the weekend. One thing that a houseplant won't do is steal my credit card for foot fetish porn, which doesn't make sense because you can get that for free online. Am I correct? Anyways, that's my time. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Liz Randall, everyone.
Yay! Liz Randall, that was lovely. I feel like I'm so much closer to you now. Yay. Uh, I realized recently that no one will give you crap for not wearing a mask if you're eating or smoking. So now I'm a bulimic chain smoker, which is so much more healthy. You know what I mean? You know? I'm going to go in and get a cigarette during our next comedian's set and just get it. I'm going to walk out in front of you. I'm sorry. I'm apologizing before I do it because I like to ask permission rather than beg forgiveness. But I do love to smoke, and what I realized, I used, to, I used to really worry about where I blew my smoke, but now your kid is wearing a mask. So I don't care. I'm blowing the, smoking wherever I want. Uh, your next comedian, she's smoking hot. I just wanted to use, I'm just, you know, practicing my, I don't actually know you, but you are really pretty. Uh, but I also don't want to, like, I don't want to, like, be the... I don't want to sexualize you and be the patriarchy. I'm like, be the change you want to see in the world. Stop being the patriarchy. She is. She's really. Are you smiling, though? She's so much prettier when she smiles, you know? Put your hands together for Morgan Anderson. Yay! I'm kidding about the smiling thing. She's really pretty. Weirdest condom I've ever seen. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Yeah, she's really loud in there. You guys, not so much. How are you doing? Good? Yes, thank you. My name's Morgan. Um, you know what I don't understand? I don't understand why during a good meal people describe their food as an orgasm in their mouth. I feel like I've had a lot of orgasms in my mouth, and none of them have tasted any good. <laughs> um, I was catcalled today, and uh, I don't know why every time I say that it feels like I'm bragging. Um, I was catcalled today by a homeless gentleman. Um, I don't know why I said gentleman like he was wearing a suit, <laughs> but he was, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he was kind of hot, and I know that we're not supposed to like like it, and we're supposed to get really mad, but I have very low self-esteem. So, um, he was cute though. He kind of had this like Christian Bale vibe going on. Um, if instead of becoming a method actor, he just stopped at meth. Um, I bought some pepper spray today, <laughs> and I looked on the back uh, to read it, as we do. Um, and the back said it was uh, 12 ounces, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what that means. I'm gonna need you to quantify this with something that makes sense. Like, I need to know how many rapes are in there. I feel like, what is the rape equivalent of 12 ounces? Is it one rape per ounce? I don't know. I feel like that's the information that we need. Um, I have a theory that God was the first sexual predator. Uh, hear me out. I don't think anywhere in the Bible does he ask Mary for consent. Nope. He just, he just flies in through a window one night, bangs her, and then flies back out, never to be seen again. <laughs> I think that immaculate conception is just a fancy way to say ghost rape, to be honest. And um, it checks out because in the Bible it says uh, man was made in God's image, so it makes sense as to why so many men are rapists. Uh, yeah, yep. 
It's too real? Is it too real? Sorry. Sorry about that. So sorry. This is comedy. It's supposed to be, not supposed to be real. Fuck. Shoot. Um, did you guys know that there's a four women category on Pornhub? Yeah. All the videos are two and a half minutes long. The woman doesn't come and she ends up going home alone to masturbate. Yeah, it's a, it's a hero's journey, really. Um, I was also reading that women tend to date men that resemble their fathers, uh, which would totally make sense as to why I'm so into necrophilia. My dad's not dead, though, really. He's just dead to me. Um, I don't understand why men want to fold me up during sex. Are you trying to make me physically and emotionally smaller? I feel like I'm just lying there with my legs behind my head. I feel like a US gymnast at a doctor's appointment. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize how heavy of a sleeper I was until the woman in the apartment next to me got stabbed to death. Um, based on how many CAPTCHA tests I failed, I'm really starting to believe that I am a robot. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if they should have robots make the test to decide what is and is not a robot. Like, find the crosswalk. Apparently the sign on the crosswalk isn't actually a part of the crosswalk, and a Vespa is a motorcycle? I don't think so. I feel, like, I feel like they should ask questions that only humans would know the answer to. Like, what is love? Although I'd probably fail that too, so whatever. Um, how much time do I have? Okay. Um, so I'm in my 30s and uh, I started getting laser hair removal down here. And what they don't tell you is that it doesn't fall out all at once. So for the last eight months, it's been falling out bit by bit. Yeah. My vagina looks like it has cancer. I'm thinking about getting it a little scarf so it doesn't feel so insecure. It kind of looks like one of those homeless dogs Sarah McLaughlin's been trying to sell forever. Every time I take my clothes off and look down, all I hear is in the arms of the angels. <laughs> all right, guys, thank you. Keep it going for Morgan Anderson, yay! Yay, and then yay! When you get old, you get uh, actually gray pubes, and then, yeah, and then it gets real. <laughs> then it gets real. I have such a shock of gray pubes. It, it's like um, it's like I'm that 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 character that what's her name? Who reads comic books? You do. You're 18. Come on now, the one with the stripe in her hair because she touched something rogue. Yeah, I'm like rogue. <sighs> rogue agent. Just a big shock. Cool. I thought you would read, are you more of a manga fan? Grandma. I'm just trying to stereotype because I'm a jerk. <laughs> I'm really excited for your next comedian because he's young and we are an all ages place because we're outside and we've always been all ages because, you know, we're just a radio station. Uh, I'm super excited that he's here. Uh, please give it up for new comedian, Jeffrey Chen. Yay! There's the condoms there. Um, never had sex before, so uh, <laughs> just like for my first time having sex, I'm going to be reading a manual.
you guys remember that uh, phase you had as a little kid where you wanted to have this one job, like firefighter or a truck driver or president? So I had a brief phase where I wanted to be a white supremacist, which, looking back at it now, is moronic. As you know, clearly, you can both be a white supremacist and a president at the same time. It was the early uh, 2000s, I was seven or eight years old, and back then I lived in Illinois, where our economy was primarily based upon cows, corn, and undiagnosed clinical depression. And I had a soccer game at a, a pretty rural area, so my parents dropped me off and I asked, Mom, Dad, can you watch my soccer game? And they laughed and drove off. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna need therapy when I grow up, but this is fine. So I'm walking to the soccer game, but then I hear some cheering. So I change directions to follow the sounds and it's a parade. Dozens of people were marching down the street, people carrying American flags, people cheering, people in long flowing white robes with white pointy hats. I remember thinking, it's August, isn't it a little early for Halloween? And it was quite an odd parade. Some of them are raising their right arm 45 degrees into the air, you know, to block the sun from getting into their eyes. But what really caught my attention were the signs they were holding. And the biggest one was a sign that said, in big scrawling words, white power. And I was like, Yes, I too support renewable energy. And one of the marchers goes up to where I am and he's passing out candy and pamphlets which say to join the Ku Klux Klan and he's giving it to kids and parents and he reaches me and then he completely ignores me. And I'm telling you, I was devastated. I did not see that coming. I'm Asian, the only place I should be rejected from is Harvard and my family's dining room table. So I leave the parade and I was like, they're wearing cool costumes, there are dragons and wizards, I gotta find a way to join. So I play my soccer game, we get crushed 14 to 0. I get home and I hop on my computer, wait 30 minutes for it to boot up because I'm using Windows XP, and then do some searching. And the thing about looking up the Ku Klux Klan is that you only have to type in the same three letters, but I forgot which letter it was, so I go down the entire alphabet, like AAA, no, BBB, no, CCC. I felt like a six-year-old who failed kindergarten due to a crippling meth addiction. Uh, 11 tries later, I get on the KKK website. I wait 20 minutes for it to load because I was using Windows XP. And then, and then the website loads. And I look at it for the first time and I feel shocked. It's absolutely disgusting. The web design was complete shit. <laughs> there were shitty JPEG images all over the place. And you know that when you're trying to drag an image onto like a Word document and just like explodes? Yeah, that was the entire KKK website. The text was all warped around images of clan members. Basically, they segregated the images of white people from the text, which was black. It was a real clusterfuck. And that's the only time I can swear, right? Okay, thank you. Okay, seriously, what is the deal with hate groups and shitty sex, shitty, shitty graphic design? Like, you never see someone who's openly racist and also good at art. My favorite thing in the world is when some racist dude or neo-Nazi spray paints in swastika, but it's all wrong. Like the lines are all messed up and at the wrong angle, like an octopus had sex with a multiplication sign. I guess they like Hitler so much that they also want to be bad at uh, art, but I'm not here to critique their like crappy web design. I'm just there to set up, sign up. You know, it's 2008. It's not like they had Squarespace or anything. Like, uh, this racism was brought to you by Squarespace. Use code white supremacy for 15% off. So I find the requirements to join and I'm thinking, do I have to audition or something to get in? I mean, I can wiggle my ears and I'm seven years old so I can play a useless piece of shit, which I think the KKK is very familiar with playing. But I read the requirements and it's just two sentences. It says, the first one says, we, we are here for the white race, blah, blah, blah. And the next one says in big bold letters, no Jews, no Catholics, no blacks, no Mexicans, and no Asians. And I was offended. I mean, it was racist, but that wasn't really it. It's because I'm an American. In America, we're free to make choices. Now, did I want to join the KKK? No, but did I want the option 
to join the KKK, you can bet your star-spangled ass that I did. And honestly, not taking people's money who aren't white Protestants is a pretty shit business strategy. Just because I'm Asian doesn't mean I can't contribute to your cause. For instance, I'm pretty good with coming up with taglines, which the KKK really needs a new one. Their current slogan is, we must secure the existence of our people in a future for white children. And that's boring as shit. Here's a better one. The Ku Klux Klan. We, why be wrong when you can what? I no longer want to be a white supremacist. Now I actually want to be a comedian, which my parents might actually be worse. But I log up the computer. It takes uh, 15 minutes to close because I'm using Windows XP. Then I hear my dad. He goes up to me and he asks, how was the soccer game? And I tell him, it was OK, AK. Thank you. I'm Jeffrey. Yay! Yay! Jeffrey Chen, yay! What a, what, a, what a beautiful monologue you had. I can't wait till you memorize it. Yay! No, it really is. You're very funny. And that was really good writing. It was a really good piece of writing. Really good political satire. I enjoyed it very much. You should send it in to Stephen Colbert or something. Does he still do shows? I don't know how that works. But I enjoyed that very much. Yay! I, have a, I didn't wear my jacket tonight that says F Trump on it, but I like to wear that sometimes too. Your next comedian, he's another young man. I'm so glad he's here. He's pretty new as well. Put your hands together, everybody, for Donald Toggart. Yay! There's condoms and stuff. Yay! Is this right? Okay. Here we go. All right, so, ooh. there we go. So yeah, my name's Donald, I'm 18, and uh, I'm working on improving myself. Can you hear me now? Okay, thank you. So yeah, my name's Donald Taggart, I'm 18, and I'm working on improving myself, so there's a lot of work to be done. Um, one of the little things I've done is uh, I've set up my Instagram to alert me when I've been on the app for at least 15 minutes that day. So now I get a friendly reminder that I'm wasting my life away whenever it's 12.15 a.m. in the morning. And uh, the other problem with staring at my phone screen late at night is that I don't have my eyes on the road. And uh, it's probably wrong for me to make that joke because uh, my parents actually passed away in a car accident when I was six. Um, they were both drunk and to be honest, it was their fault considering they made me the designated driver. But uh, don't worry, they're not dead. Uh, I got them home safely. Um, but it's interesting, though, that video games are the only ones blamed for having a bad influence on teens. Because I think... Sorry. No worries. Because I think uh, Mario Kart actually affected my ability to drive. Um, one time, in real life, I was shooting down an alley as a shortcut, and I saw a cardboard box in the middle of that alley. And I was like, oh, I'll run it over, because in like, Mario Kart, that's how you get the power-ups. And um, inside that cardboard box, there wasn't any um, mushrooms or there wasn't any turtle shells, but there was a homeless woman living inside. Um, so the police showed up and uh, they seemed mad. So they asked if I killed the woman living in the box. And um, I told them, well, I don't think she's living in there anymore. But they asked if I killed this homeless woman in her home, which... That statement doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, but the whole situation seemed kind of suspicious. And they asked uh, why I was driving down an alley that late at night. So I told them the honest truth and 
I said I was looking for mushrooms. Um, they seemed concerned, so they said, uh, the hallucinogenic ones, and I was like, no, 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 no. The big red ones with the eyes that make you go faster, and then they arrested me, so. On a different note, I wanted to tell my crush that I liked them, but I didn't want to come out of the closet at the time, because I didn't want her to find out that I snuck into her room. Thank you. Yeah. I'm actually straight, and my type tends to be four-year-old bitches, but that's not pedophilia, because in dog years they're 28. Um, I forgot to mention this earlier, but I hope everyone's doing well, but probably not, considering this is mostly people doing stand-up. A good half of us probably have some serious mental issues. Um, I wouldn't be here if I didn't. Um, because if you're doing stand-up, you're probably trying to cope with something. A comedian without mental health issues is kind of like a sex worker who has had a good home life. Um, I have good coping skills for when I'm sad, though. I've noticed when I'm sad, exercise really helps. Whenever I feel distressed, I go jump on a trampoline. I actually found a really good one right under the Golden Gate Bridge. And, um, I don't know. Let's see. Oh. Yeah, my therapists, they're great, though. But sometimes I feel like they ask me questions that they should already know the answers to. Mine asked, uh, Donald, how hard is it for you to find a someone to have a conversation with, and I told them and reminded them that I have to pay them $60 an hour. And they also asked if I was dealing with any relentless nagging thoughts, and I said, yeah, my girlfriend. And they didn't really think that was an appropriate thing to say during couples therapy, and apparently neither did my ex. Alright, so all my material has been pretty depressing and edgy so far, so I'm going to lighten it up a bit. Now? Yep. Oh yeah, I heard it, yeah. What is white, black, and red all over? A truck mowing through a BLM protest? This is dark. Thank you. Tugger, yay! Hey, the way you use a microphone is you put it up next to your mouth. Yay! No, it's okay, you're new, you're super new. You'll learn all of these things very soon. One of them is everyone has to hear you to hear your beautiful, wonderful writing. Because I know there were jokes in there because I could tell that you wrote them because you were reading it off your phone. So that's how I could tell. I'm not, I'm just making fun of you a little, but it's okay. No, I, <laughs> Joke Workshop is on Monday. It's at six o'clock and um, you get to learn all of these things. And then we're, we give four minutes and you get four minutes of comments by your comedian peers and stuff. And it's fun. You're cracking up because it's, but it's true though, but it's hard to do. They're 18. It's the first time they've ever used a microphone. Not everybody has a microphone tattooed on their arm. You know what? You want to know the best. You want to know the best thing. You'll never be able to do it again. But karaoke is the best way to pack practice comedy. You ever want to learn how to use a microphone? Learn how to sing into it. Problem is we can't do karaoke anymore because we're not allowed to use. Bah, you can't. We're not allowed. Even if you bring your own microphone, I'm like, can we sit? Can I get in a glass room and sing karaoke so I can feel good about myself? Because this comedy thing isn't doing it. It is. It's doing it just fine. Uh, your last comedian in the open mic before we get in. I hope you all stay for the for the 7 o'clock show, which would be great. There's a donation bucket over here, too, because boy, do I need money. <laughs> 
uh, being a socialist. I'm a socialist living in a capitalist economy. Man, did I love that unemployment stuff. God bless California. Without the unemployment that I finally am going to be getting, this place would have died. So thank you, California. Yay, I've lived here my whole life, and you're helping me. I love the sun and the sky. I will never move to Canada. I promise. I'm not going to gentrify that nation. All right. You're a uh, last comedian of the open mic. Put your hands together. It's Brady. Yay. Um, condoms are back there. He's familiar with condoms. <laughs> oh, God. Let me tell you about that. Oh, my God. COVID makes us all so thirsty. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, my God. It's so hot. So exciting. Hi, everybody. Can you hear me now? Is it clear? Hi. Um, my name is Brady, as you know. Um, there seems to be a lot of discussion today about age. Um, you know, young or old. I happen to be old now. It's very exciting. Um, I just turned 50. Yes, I did. You know, and this bitch has survived AIDS and COVID so far. So let's keep this going. Um, and so, you know, like I, you know, I've been around for a long time, and I happened to grow up in the 70s. And some of you may not remember the 70s, but I do vividly. And with a name like Brady, which is pretty special, it sounds kind of rare now, but it's even better then, because that's when we had the show called The Brady Punch. Yes. You remember that? Anybody remember that show? Okay, and you know how nice kids are on the playground? You know how they are? 